1: I am dog sitting for a neighbor right now or a friend not a neighbor kind of a neighbor point being is I'm not in my studio Obviously and won't be for a couple days So um, and I'm sick of shit So the uh, audio quality is going to be a little less good video quality is going to be notably less good and My hosting quality is going to be significantly worse because I feel like dog shit but my buddy, Jack McDermott, has been on here several times. I've known Jack since fifth grade, since about a month before 9-11, which is a weird marker. But point of all that is, all that bullshit aside, let's just jump to it. Can you explain to me what an NFT is? I know what it means, non-fungible token, and I listened to Tim Dillon rant about it. But I still,
0: what is it? Essentially, a creative work that's cryptographically signed by the creator on the blockchain so it's sort of like a collectible item sort of like a a basketball signed by michael jordan okay or a vinyl record signed by james taylor or a a painting with a, a certificate of authenticity but on online
1: okay and how is it that excuse me how is it turn off my phone how is it that people can sell things like like famous gifts like like the neon cat or like or like memes, or I think Mark Cuban is selling his tweets. Like, what? Like, right. What? Like, it, where? Where's ownership? Is it like, do I own it now? You know, did I buy the right. New England Patriots and now I get all the revenue from the Patriots? Did I?
0: What is it? So you can you can own it because it's um, sort of like a, there's a cryptography uh, sort of um, signature signature to it, and when you own it. Sell for a higher price, or you can actually earn royalties upon a resale. So, what it gives Mark Cuban's tweets value, for example, is that it's sort of like a signed work by Mark Cuban. Um, it's sort of like a, people have their man cave where they display um, mm-hmm. collectible items, model train sets, or um, different different sort of works of art of their famous people. But in, it's sort of in a more remote world or more online world. No one's really going to your man cave or seeing your. Uh, sort of your your collectibles. So it's sort of owning different things of your interests, of your favorite artists, your famous, famous people, um sort of all your interests, and it's and you can resell for a higher value once people more people realize that those people are brilliant are brilliant.
1: That was actually the best explanation I've I've heard yet. The props to you, Jack. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay. A man cave, yeah. You got Tom Brady's signature or you got fucking Michael Jordan's headband. Yeah. Right. Okay, so it's more exactly. of like it's like digital. It's like a digital man cave, kind of like digital clout. Like I own exactly. one of Trump. So instead of like a picture of me and Trump or me and Obama, it's okay, okay. And then it's you can, like, like
0: for, for like ten years ago in twenty ten, I would have thought that everyone read, read everything online, mm-hmm. so paperback sales would go to zero. But they haven't gone to zero, and they're they're still doing okay. And it's because people like having a book on their books, on their copy table to, to sort of signal to or show, show their guests that they're smart. Uh, yeah. So it sort of signals that you're a true fan of somebody, you're a, a longtime time fan, you're a signal to, to, to the actual creator. It's sort of like a social signaling aspect okay. of it too.
1: Okay. Now, how, what, I mean, I guess all money, I guess all money doesn't have any real value. It's all social agreement, right? It's, I mean, we say it's back-to-back right. old. But who, who, what is an NFT? Just like, I mean, th- is it value in the same way that like Pokemon cards have value? Like,
0: exactly, exactly. So Pokemon cards have value. Um, different Yu-Gi-Oh card or different collectible cards, um, trading cards, baseball sort of like a Babe Ruth signed a baseball card. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball card, traditional <laughs> sense for sure.
1: So. If I wanted to make one, could I sell like individual podcast episodes? Could I sell like episode four hundred three with Tommy and Jack McDermott? Yes,
0: you could upload it to OpenSea and, and upload an audio file and sell it. the podcast an
1: Okay, and but do I get to continue, Do I get to keep the? Do I get to still upload this episode to YouTube? Like, does that person now own it? And can they tell me, uh, uh-uh, yeah. take it off? <laughs>
0: No, because when someone buys your NFT podcast, mm-hmm. they they retain a use right to it, to where they they're the only sort of rights they have is to be able to resell it. So it's sort of like a um, a version of your work that they're purchasing, and they're able to resell it at a higher value. But that's the only uh, sort of rights they have to it.
1: Now, is this what birthed NFTs? It's and by all means, Jack, take the reins at any time and, and direct this conversation because you're well versed in all of this. And I'm a retard when it comes to this, so this is like me asking questions to Einstein. Like I might not be asking good questions. What birthed this? What? Why did? Why did this all of a sudden happen? Or did it all of a sudden? Happen?
0: Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's happening over time, and this is finally we have the technology to catch up. I think it's a big. There's a big movement to have creators sort of um, stop the middlemen from get, taking a lion's share of the profits and actually own their work. Okay. So in, instead of putting a podcast on YouTube, and once you get, you know. Uh, a number of so, you know, ten thousand hundred thousand people in which the, they give you a few cents or a few dollars for, for, for sort of getting the revenue and the, all the clicks that they're going to youtube you can actually sell a uh, podcast into, uh, uh, yourself on, uh, and then you, you don't need ten thousand hundred thousand views you can just need five really loyal fans that really really want to compete or auction o- over your work um, to show that they're a true fan and so it, it's 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 i think it's a very slow mo- movement you know facebook twitter you know on twitter you provide a lot of value to twitter ad service by putting out your content and putting out interesting content um when when their technologies are been able to sell your tweets uh, to give them value but sort of the, the market's actually determining how valuable that is and then you are actually can, can, can keep all the profits and not and, and not sort of and be subject to a, a twitter or or YouTube, where they, they take the lion's share.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> one thing that I've I've, I've kind of been pissed off about for a year because it's a first world problem, and my you know my worries are are laughable. I started a subreddit in like 2018 called Funner History, F-U-N-N-E-R. I mean, intentionally spelled incorrectly. <laughs> and what I did is I just I would Photoshop current technology into historical photos. So, like, an F-14 Tomcat, like, going over the Battle of Gettysburg or something. Or, you know, like, George Washington calling in, like, a Cobra gunship. Just ridiculous shit. A B-2 bomber over uh, Dresden. And just for shits and giggles. And without really trying, um, well, no trying, because I, I would put in, like, an hour to these photoshops. Sometimes I'd get really into them, like, big, like, mechs, like, M-E-C-H, like, mechs on, like, Normandy or D-Day. Point of all of that is is I made this subreddit and um <coughs> right now there's about twenty thousand people there. Twenty thousand subscribers. It's community. I have since I have since been banned since Reddit permanently, so I don't even get to I don't even get my subreddit anymore. But the, the point of all of that is I noticed that I noticed about this time last year scrolling through Funner History that there were little banner ads there were little you know just whatever click here geico you know auto insurance whatever progressive or coke or mcdonald's and i did the c i did the math of the cpm per views and then the number of people i had going through there and it came out that reddit was making about 400 dollars a day off my original content that i had created which there's no one to blame but myself. I know, you know, I should have looked at the terms of service. I knew they weren't going to pay me. So that's somebody's fault but my own. The point of that whole rant about funner History is I feel like that could help the content creator like myself in the future where Reddit's not going to give me a sweet, you know, and an awesome what it was 130 so what's that 3000 or what 30,000? how much is that a year? 1000, 30000, 120000, who knows? over 100,000 a year, right? 400 a day. Would an NFT come into uh play or be valuable to someone like myself hypothetically if I could like sell those individual pieces, like not not as art, not on a poster, but like hey, you can own this piece, right? Like the Hindenburg over like the pyramids or some shit.
0: Exactly. So you can either sell your individual pieces, or you can sell sort of a collection of your, of your content. Okay. And so sort of, it's it sort of the interest that's generated out of that wouldn't necessarily be $400 a day, but it would be people actually wanting to own your content and you actually being able to sell your content directly and, and not have to take the, uh, the line, that line share.
1: Now, am I stupid for trying to sell my own hoodies, like Snoop Loops, which is Snoop Dogg yeah. covered in Snoop Loops or covered in Fruit Loops, or like, <laughs> should I just be selling like the images? Should I just not even be doing like physical hoodies?
0: I think both have value. I mean, a hoodie okay. keeps you warm, um, <laughs> and then also also if- <laughs> <laughs> but also if you wanted to um you know you wanted to show up that uh, you' you're sort of invested in a bunch of different kind of artists like yourself um you can also display sort of that content right where would live most of the time which is online you could so you have like a, a, a snoop blues chair verification mark or a snoop Loops signal sort of that that sort of uh you purchase that you are your t p c supporter um and and then you're true fan
1: fuck yeah so now, what keeps – can can NFTs be sold like – is there like a – you know, like the whole conundrum of fractional reserve banking? Like can I be selling multiple NFTs for one thing?
0: Yeah, you, you could. So it you can make as many copies as you want. Um, you need to s- specify a number of copies to make I mostly advise people to do one so sort of a big big thing about collectibles is that it's one of a kind mm-hmm. but if you have you know if you have 10, ten items you want to 10 copies of those you want to give out or a, a certain number of copies you can
1: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear? check breakfast, lunch and dinner? check planning for what's next and how to save for it? that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, But it's up you as mm-hmm. the artist. So,
1: could NFTs be used for money laundering? Like, it seems... Like I get the whole idea, <laughs> but the first thing that popped in my head and I was like, this is a money, this is a fraud. This is a tax fraud.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think uh, the very common trope with cryptocurrency and with NFT or any the blockchain rule uh, that definitely a, mo- a money laundering is, is, is possible. I think Um, It's also possible doing it in the real world, in the physical world, with with cash as well. I think most, I mean, every drug drug deal is gone with cash because it's Traceable. The thing with NFTs is that it's fully traceable. All the information is public, um, and so if you try to do money laundering through through uh, NFTs, uh, if the IRS ever catches wind or anything catches wind, they they can trace it all the way back in, in sort of a, on a public blockchain. Okay. So it's definitely not the not the best strategy because it's all, all all public information and transparent.
1: Yeah. Now, what about um what about counterfeit NFTs? You know, am I you know, am I like, could you be like the proverbial, like, you know, 90 year old who gets a phone call and it's like, hey, a Nigerian prince wants to give you 700 quadrillion dollars. I just need you to sign it. And you're like, fuck, this is my lucky day. Like, is exactly. could that be happening to yeah. like technologically illiterate yeah. fucks like myself?
0: Yeah, so, I mean. I could sign up I could also sign a Michael Jordan basketball with the Michael Jordan signature and try to sell it like I can call someone <laughs> up, uh, pretending in, the, in the physical world so all these things um are possible um there's uh, but the, the cool thing about the blockchain and NFTs is that you can sort of uh, a creator's um a creator's uh address is going to be public and so sort of down to the T it's like a sort of string letters uh, of, of a cryptography that you can see where the creator is um or the, the famous artist and so you can actually it actually has a certificate of authenticity when you look at the nft you just click on it and it shows the, the cryptography address and, and that and that matches up exactly to the say the famous artist or athlete or a comedian and it's there's it's literally impossible to counter for it because uh it's it's sort of that's, that's how it's signed
1: did you see there's this video of this guy that started to kind of go viral like a couple weeks ago? And he, he only uploaded yeah. the video in the last, like, month. But it's it's an upload from 2013. And he it's like a selfie camera. And he sounds like Seth Rogen. And he's like, today's a historic day. Bitcoin is about to break $100. And it's like, you know, he's like, a lot of people think it might go higher. I don't know. I'm going to hold on to it. And people have been like asking, like, "Dude, did you hold on to it?" And so he uploaded like another video like a month ago, and was like, "Fuck yeah, I did." He was like, "It's kind of weird because I'm rich now," but uh, they're like, "What do you do?" And he was like, "I mine fiat so I can buy buy more Bitcoin." But the point is, is it, it's which I thought was a great line: "Mine fiat." But it. Do you think that there's a greater interest in Bitcoin, probably only being accelerated now that even financially illiterate people like myself, who, you know, biology major, it's not my wheelhouse, even I can see what, oh, hello, hello, Dougie, I am dog-sitting, um, even I can see that, you know, and not not in, like, a political, not like a political way, but, like, both Trump and Biden, like, we're, you know, we're on three stimulus checks now, right? The most recent being $1.9 You know, are we, are, are, are we devaluing the US dollar at a faster and faster rate? Is there a chance that it might not be the reserve currency? And do you think that is leading the uh, the spiking in Bitcoin as well as other sort of like derivatives like NFTs?
0: Absolutely. I think definitely all that contributes essentially to the US dollar declining in sort of all the value of cryptocurrency going up. But why NFTs really changed everything is they make it easier to sort of very cryptocurrency <laughs> very relatable and a great use case. Mm-hmm. Artists being able to sort of earn a fair amount from their work and not being gobbled up by the platforms like Facebook, YouTube, um, Twitter, Reddit, and then actually be able to sort of lift more people out of poverty, like decentralized finance was, and, and helping people earn a fair interest, earning a being a creative. Now, being an artist, we can turn the word struggling artists into a a, 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 a past tense. Uh, sort of history were where um, the artists were empowered to be able to earn a fair fair amount from their work by, by, by cryptocurrency through NFTs. And so it's really helping a lot of artists um, earn more and and it's, um, it's sort of decentralized finance and NFTs are really helping, um, helping, helping that and uh, helping them even against a, a low rank fiat uh, currency.
1: Yeah. That's one thing I've been thinking more and more is like when I was pre-med, Uh, Initially, I wanted to be a brain surgeon and obviously didn't do that Um, And then decided I wanted to be an anesthesiologist. But the purpose the point is is You know, my logic was is like, you know, this is what I like. I like biology. It's a well-paying job But it was also from like a security standpoint It was like it doesn't even matter what country I live in like I'll always have a job. I'll be a doctor China Russia America Mexico doesn't matter biology people need help right people need surgery they need whatever and then kind of on a more no 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 kind of on a on a further extrapolated level um (laughs) on a further extrapolated level i was looking at things like ai right you know slowly you know ai has been involved in telemarketing as long as you and i have been alive you know you pick up press one if you would like to you know and but then it's going into more and more things like now um I, I had on a, an author uh, twice, Dr. Gian, who wrote The End of Life As We Know It. And um, he pointed out something I'd seen before. When you read articles online about kind of um, repetitive things, like recaps of a football game or a baseball game or whatever, you'll often see, you know, this was partially or totally written with artificial intelligence. And what it is is just simple recaps but like the yeah. like ai software can, and this is insane but I swear this is an accurate statistic 2000 articles a second so there are yeah. things like that right and then we we kind of the one we all hear and at least I at least I hear is the push towards right uh semi truck driving and then it's going to be cruise ships it's going to be cargo air or air cargo is going to ai i say all that to say <laughs> in my mind i was always like you know the last yeah. thing that will be converted is being a brain surgeon. And I used to kind of joke, No, I don't think anyone ever really got it, but I used to joke, if my job is replaced by AI, then I won't be worried about unemployment. I'll be worried about the fact that robots have taken over the world. Because if robots can do brain surgery, then that means they can do everything less in quotations. But I've recently revisited that thought. And maybe I'm just jerking myself off. But I've recently revisited that thought and think that, no, it's original content is is kind of becoming a currency. In a time when you can get bots to do anything, you can get fake yeah. followers, you can trend fake things on you know Twitter, YouTube, no one really ever trusts the trending, right? It's all paid for. You want your thing to trend. In a time where seemingly everything can be taken over by uh, some sort of cyber entity, even with deep fakes that's still visual it seems that like the one authentic probably still brain surgeons but it seems like the Uh, one authentic thing left is original content be it a musician or an uh, an artist or some asshole making podcasts like myself but
0: yeah does that make sense totally (coughs) i think i the authenticity the sort of the the online certificate of authenticity that cryptographically signed that nft gives people is just a it's definitely a last bastion against them being commoditized them being a number then then truly um sort of sort of being empowered as an artist not only making money but also just maintaining their individuality and maintaining their uh blockchain and it's signed by the band. So I think that's definitely a sort of big, big sort of argument for it, too, is it really helps protect people. Um, um, it really helps empower people and protect people from being automated away.
1: Now, now, what are you doing with this? Because you're, you're involved and you've got you've got several irons in the fire. You're doing, right, you've got Karma Cryptocurrency, you've got uh, Humanity, Humanity Capital, you've got in and you're working with artists now correct
0: yes I, I started a um nft comedy agency and i'm working with um mark norman and a bunch of other uh, comedians i went to a, show that I picked up a, a few other comedians and we're working to create nfts from, from their work we actually created nfts from mark norman's jokes last week i've uh, had a bunch of offers uh, to buy them we actually sold one last week um the first ever nft joke sale um sort of sort of uh, providing proof that the, the joke that was created by mark norman and he was able to sell uh sell his joke for sort of the market value um and he, he like does sort of like a hundred tweets a day that uh, just jokes that just go into twitter and just doesn't get paid and and uh, the, the, just twitter sees the rewards from like you know, hundreds of comments and thousands of likes and 500 retweets but you know he's actually able to like just generate uh, income he's going to sort of put some comedy videos on there that are taken it by bigger platforms like youtube he has like 60 60 million views on on youtube or i'm not sure it might be 100 million youtube is a, I mean, a special Comedy special last May, which, we, which is, the special is incredible, but the YouTube's taking a large share of those the profits related to the market value of that. Once we put up that comedy special, other of his comedy work that's taken up by bigger platforms, he's going to really see um, even more of his sort of his work and the value of people what he's brought sort of recognized by that, and, and people that want to collect and be sh- show off their true true mark Mark Norman fandom. Um, so it's a really exciting time uh, we're having other comedians that actually working with another comedian to create a digital nft art that sort of is uh, a play on one of his sets sets or jokes um, so he's collaborating with a digital artist on that uh, as, as a way to really make a splash um and sort of the comedy nft era but there's still a lot of great things comedians are also doing podcasts they' were working them to create nfts but it's a lot of exciting things right now and uh uh definitely um they were sort of a great great industry uh mark hanwell burris actually put put out a, a couple of NFTs a couple a month ago too um and so it's it's really huge uh industry that it's sort of booming and sort of really taking off right now
1: that's actually a really good point that i hadn't thought of before is like youtube youtube takes the lion's share or in my case they won't monetize you at all but you know you can still make money right it's <clears throat> If you're Pootie Pie or Joe Rogan or someone, like you can still make, you, right. know, you can still make crazy money. But I never thought of. And then there are things like Instagram, right? You can still delete, right. put the link in my bio, right? Go buy whatever. But yeah, something like Twitter, you know, if you're, I think Obama has the most followers. Not that Obama's hurting for money, but if he was, yeah, I mean he's not seeing a dime of that, right? Or any comedian, right? A, a lot of comedians' twitters are their own kind of comedy special right it you get to see these unique takes on things they're they're uh they're time sensitive they're very topical it's about like a thing that happened that day and then it's kind of finished you can't go back on it in several years and look at it but it is entertainment and as far as i'm aware you no individual can get their twitter monetized
0: yeah, I think you can, but it's, it's even smaller. It's like a tiny percentage compared to even YouTube, or either. it's very, very, very small. Okay. It's microscopic. It's crazy.
1: And you you did work, right? Or at least, at the very least, I, I know you messaged them because you screenshotted and sent it to me. Jack, Jack was in contact with uh, Soldier Boy. Which to me was insane. But he was like, you know, you were working on he was like, How? and you like sent him like an NFT and he was like, Crank that. What 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 is which I thought was just badass. Like that screenshot alone is like So like Jocko Willink, the Navy SEAL, he's been on Joe Rogan several times. He's this super hardcore, just no bullshit. I remember I was at like a really low point in my life several years ago and I tweeted at him and I was like, Jocko, thanks for the inspiration. And he tweeted back at me. And he said, like, uh he said stay strong tom and i was like it's so like i screenshotted it and i kept that and like i still have that um i i, I t- spoke to the guy i don't know if you remember the double rainbow video from like 2010 I, I like messaged that guy and he like messaged back and i was like oh my god it's the double rainbow guy but I, but That's the sad. point the point is 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 you sent me that screenshot of you and soldier boy and like i was sending that to friends and i was like hey this guy <laughs> i've had on the podcast like actually DM Soldier Boy and like Soldier Boy messaged them back. Like that had, you know, intrinsic value to me, right?
0: Exactly. Is well, yeah. Let me give you another example. Yeah. When I, I, as you know, I went through brain surgeries and brain cancer. When I, um, when I got out of surgery and lived, uh, and, and that fall, it was really tough to be back at back at school. Wow. I was sort of hitting a wall. My doctor told me I would be fatigued, and I kind of said I, I could do it anyway. And it was really tough. But that spring, when everyone, all my friends, and really community, the community of my college found out, there was there was an outpouring of people sending me really just kind words, saying that I was I inspired them, that I was brave, like that, like you know, all these really outpouring of really wonderful words. And I literally printed them out on paper. And when I was studying down, I would just post them on my study wall, and I would just look up and like it's like have like a little like a little bit of self-validation or a little bit of like um you remember what i've been through comparison to what i'm doing now and so these collect any i mean any collectibles that you do with their nfts or otherwise when you if if you screenshotted those replies to you and them as nfts just for you and just we have a place where you have all your collectibles and sort of all organized for when you're feeling a certain way feeling not inspired on podcast day or something they you just have them. For your enjoyment, it really the value of it is mostly proof of enjoyment or like sort of proud of ownership, and mm-hmm. so the, 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 there's such an intangible value to collectibles because it's really um, really innate ownership. That the guy that that uh, bought Mark Twain's uh, Mark uh, Mark Norman Sweet was just like um, he was a huge fan. He was a New York Times best-selling author, and he was like I appreciate the first ever joke sale and he that's just he's gonna you know it, it's you know it's, oh people are always looking for a different legacies and, and different things they're able to sh- sh- you know do in life and how love legacy impact that could be his legacy he bought the first ever nft joke uh in history um, just collectibles can really have a really great value to people sort of you know like you said if you're going if you're down feeling down and someone says that you stay strong you screenshot it to collectible and the next time you in that way you show it to yourself it's really it's a great a really really huge value even yeah. beyond the monetary uh aspect to it
1: yeah it i remember uh you know actually two weeks from tomorrow it will be seven years since my older brother my oldest brother took his life and i remember you know i was very open in public about you know the kind of the pain i was going through and that was my own kind of in hindsight i can see self-therapy you know talking about mental illness on facebook or instagram and you know the stigma around it and i tried to really put myself out there to uh, let others kind of feel um feel less uh I don't know, subconscious about it. So I I figured it's like if you make a fool of yourself, it's easier for no one else to make it, you know? It's like, uh, it's like think middle school dance or something. The first guy to just be like, screw it, I'm going to go over and ask one of the girls to, you know, and it kind of breaks the ice and allows everyone to flip. Someone takes... Have you ever seen that
0: video of that guy that's dancing in like a a grassy mountain? Yes,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you you get... Just one person to join you, and then that sort of breaks the ice, and everyone just floods in, just wants to join. Yeah,
1: exactly. I actually, that's a great point. I I keep that video, that's one of the ones I keep, uh, I download it on YouTube, and I would always go back and look at that, and I would tell myself, and it might have been you, I don't think it was you, but I texted it to someone, and I was like, this is the podcast, I was like, this is yep. just me dancing like a moron. I got one friend, another friend. You know, it's like Jack, you were in the first, I think, seventy episodes, right? Now it's at four hundred and today will be three. You know, you came on when it was under a hundred subscribers. We're sitting at thirty five hundred now. Like and I was like, Maybe, if we yeah. just kinda keep keep moving, everyone will move with it. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like the one man uh like dance party at a festival. But I remember kind of winding it back posting about my and I won't for their own privacy I won't say but years years later three people from our, our graduating class at St. Pius messaged me independently of each other but privately messaged me and kind of said like like thank you so much for kind of coming out and being like hey I lost my brother this is how I feel this is how I feel when I'm down look I've gained weight I'm fat I got man titties And they're like, thanks for saying that, man. They're like, you know, like, you'll never know. And, you know, we will probably never see each other again. We weren't even close in high school. But, you know, thanks for, you know, kind of doing that. That really helped me. And then here's my own story. And, again, I'll keep those private. But I I kept those in, like, my notepad on my phone. And I literally had the title, Read These When Down. And I've had them on my phone for, like, five years. But just little things of just just like Little shot, right? To keep going But there can be So that's kind of like personal value But I guess that is a good explanation for like an NFT, right? That's what it could mean to you Now if someone watched this episode Kind of get meta If someone watched this episode and they're like Man, Tommy and Jack having that conversation That really helped me out, right? That's something where it'd be like For their own collector's item They would buy this episode, right? It'd be (coughs) <coughs> it would be something like that not saying i'm doing that because i don't want to capitalize on someone's depression but the, you know what i'm saying right i'm rambling i'm
0: sorry yeah no yeah it depends on how you, how you think of it is like if someone wants to um you know, someone wants to buy this and keep it for themselves to where they really have some value to it uh and then think it's so valuable for them and they sort of get in a better place and they want to help other people out and put it out for sale for anyone who wants to buy it. That sort of, uh, you know, would love uh, to own it for that for the for the same reason. It's and sort of sort of like passing the torch, and that and the person that is helped. Well, the cool thing is like the person that's, you know, this. Like, you have a value in helping that person uh, when they're feeling down. Let's say they, this conversation just, actually, just so FYI, this conversation can to make me feel better and make, making sort of remember, you know, all these, all these things. So, like, for example, we're creating value, right, for that person so that really, really value this. So what this does is that actually allows us to, to actually recognize for us the value that we're creating. Okay. So they, you know, they, they, they recognize we have value, they purchase it, which is giving us the value that we, we created, and then they, they actually sort of, let's say they have like, a million followers or like have a lot of bigger bigger distribution channels even I have a pretty good distribution channels um, them reaching 100 million followers has a ton of value getting this great message out to even like 100 million people uh, later 200 million people has a ton of value and for them doing that for them creating that value they can recognize a higher sale price and the cool thing is you can see you can, we can set it to where the sale we can create earn royalties mm-hmm. uh, from each resale so if it gets Someone buys it for for five hundred, and then someone else sells it for a hundred thousand. If we do like a ten percent, twenty percent, forty percent royalty, we can earn royalties from the, the from the value that we created, but also someone's adding to. Can
1: we, can we? That was that was a beautiful point. Can we? Can we touch back on that? So, just for my own clarification, really? are you saying that um, the person who originally creates the NFT they can get they can get royalties as it passes along the chain of people? Sure. That's crazy. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. And it's sort of all traced where uh, it goes back to to their sort of original cryptography signature. And it's all sort of transparently um, sold and resold to where the, the creator sort of earns from their work. And even if it's, Changes hands a hundred times, you know, distant, far off land that they have nothing to do with, but even still creating value for people, the original creator can actually just still recognize the value from the royalties for their work.
1: I do not know that that's bad. Because, right, if you have like, um, you know, there are, there are things that, uh, I mean, like the Batmobile or something, or, or FDR, I don't I a lot of people don't know this, but FDR actually, as president, uh, rode around in Al Capone's armored car because the irs had impounded it and uh and then on the morning of pearl harbor the head of the secret service realized or no he was like we're on a war footing and and the president needs an armored vehicle obviously that takes a while to get done so instead he was like hey let's go to the federal impound let's get al capone's car and they slapped some american flags on it and they threw fdr in there which I think is a badass factoid. But the point is, is like famous shit like that, right? Or like, a you know, an old Shelby Cobra or something or like the original Apple II computer. When those get resold, right, it's, once it's resold to, once it goes from me to you, and then it goes from you to, to our friend Brit. I don't get anything between you and Brit, but that's not the case with NFTs. You're saying there's like a residual, okay, that's badass, that's awesome.
0: The ability for artists to actually recognize the value they're creating, even through secondary and through the throughout the world as it gets transferred, that their value is being recognized that they, that, that they contributes to the world um, through the royalties they're earning.
1: That's uh, crazy. That's crazy. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I know I'm coughing. I know it's probably fucking annoying. I think I've got the Rona, man, which is, I mean, I guess what better time than to be alone in the house I can't give it to anybody. Um. So, again, in my simpleton mind, you know, to me, there's like, there's Bitcoin and Bitcoin's black magic, right? It's like a, you know, it's like a microwave. You put the microwave in, the food comes out hot. Like, okay, we know it's microwaves and it heats up the water. But if you don't know anything about physics, a microwave's magic. To me, Bitcoin's magic. It's just there's the thing and it makes money and I don't know how. Somebody gave me a Bitcoin and I actually used it to buy some of my own hoodies for myself. So I saw it was real.
0: I mean, I have no idea how my phone, how my phone works at all. <laughs> I, mean, that, 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 I mean, we literally um, when I, when I get on my phone on an airplane, I'm like, I'm flying through the sky using this thing called Wi-Fi that connects to space as I'm flying to the sky. I mean, anything, really. I mean, cars are mad to me. It's like yeah. anything that's te- technology. I mean, like there was like a famous video, like a, j- a joke video of like uh, magnets. How do they work? Yeah. Like, it, like there's <laughs> yeah. like yeah, uh, it's
1: yeah magnets yeah, how do they fucking work yeah
0: that's that's all my whole point of like when you're sort of using these nfts using these cryptocurrencies i i would i always just tell people you don't have to understand it to understand the value of it and to use it for your own work and to actually uh, benefit from it just like a, just like an iphone it helps you throughout your day It helps you keep your bank your banking i've no idea I know how to deal how a bank works but it helps keep, keep my money safe and all, all that kind of stuff So, you <clears throat> to know the intro, sort of crypto, cri- cryptocurrency and blockchain and cryptography to recognize that this is just give me a real benefit for, for artists upcoming artists uh, you know people that are really generating real, real value for folks
1: oh yeah I mean yeah, I guess that makes sense right all the hoodies I sell are designs I've done over the past several years I don't like. I don't run an inventory shop. It's all done online. There's no inventory. There's no overhead. The hoodies don't exist until someone buys them. They get printed out. I never even see them. I don't know yeah. how any of this shit works, and or yeah, even this laptop. I don't know how Zoom. Like, what is this screen? Like, this is. I don't. I mean, I know how to punch keys, right? I know some Mavis Beacon shit, but like, I don't know how it. That that's all black magic. So that's that's a, that's a good point. You don't need to understand it, but if we can pivot from that to where i kind of and i am and i i think i'm correct i might not be but i i kind of group all of like crypto as like one thing maybe different currencies like bitcoin ethereum i don't know dogecoin i know those 3 i know those three yeah. exist would it is it is it correct to say for a, a stupid person like myself that doesn't understand crypto Are those like three currencies like the dollar, the yen, and the whatever, the ruble? Okay.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay. Now is now are NFTs are those another currency or are those like a weird form of crypto? I
0: would call it more like property. So like yeah so for example you could um you got a fluid currency that's what's called non-fungible is that, let's say i could i could i could pay you for painting my house and give you a painting that i made yeah. and that you would you would really like that but it's not not, not something that someone else is going to value the same way that you value my art okay. um so for example so it could be still could be a payment but it's just a, a specific, specific one that you specifically enjoy and, and that you want
1: okay yeah it's kind of like yeah it's people that own like is people that own like Hitler's paintings, which <laughs> on a side note, it's very sad because those are actually, they're not bad. <laughs> you know, you, when I, when I, when I first looked them up, I, in my mind, I was like, they're going to be terrible, but people want to owe them, own them as historical art pieces. Right. Like, Like a bullet, a bullet might have a value of 25 cents. But if you found out that that was the bullet fired at Lexington and Concord, or that's the one that killed Abe Lincoln or MLK or JFK or RFK, all of a sudden it takes on more value. When I first looked up Hitler's paintings like 10 years ago, I was like, they're going to be terrible. But what they are is they're going to have value. And I actually looked at them and they're not half bad, like objectively. And that's kind of sad. Because that went one way. That zigged when it could have zagged. But point is, is that something that kinda has value to, you know, I guess history buffs? It's I'm trying I'm trying to equate that to NFTs in my mind. Is it's okay.
0: A lot of these values are if people that think that nfts cryptocurrency is definitely the future and like in, in 20 30 years nfts are just going to be a regular thing in life that um big corporations are going to be selling them people are going to be using them every day sort of the first <coughs> NFTs historically are going to be really really valuable yeah. uh and so that's that, that definitely has that historical sort aspect of it to it too
1: so that the, yeah that is crazy because like because the first nfts Because, like, there are NFTs now of, like, you know, kind of legendary memes, right? Like, Numa Numa or, yeah, Neon Cat or Badger, 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 Badger.
0: badger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit
1: that was, you know, stuff from, like, E-bombs World or, like, uh, Newgrounds or... I mean, shit that was, like, was already kind of... I remember you... I remember it was you and me at uh, our friend Connor's house, our Irish friend, and we were watching we were watching an animation of colin powell and george bush singing hey mr taliban turn over bin laden and i remember i think we were at i think we were at your house hey mr taliban turn over bin laden but like something like that where like you know the whole war aside, that kind of has some like value in a sense to me because it's like i remember watching that on like a big dell monitor like kind of the original flash animation yeah yeah like something like that you would could you could turn into it i guess you could turn anything into an NFT. i don't know why i'm why I'm jumping back to that but
0: yeah i think there's like there's probably like <laughs> hundreds or thousands <1, laughs> of youtube stars there's one i remember one specifically that's like the um the guy that like like the, the kid that he hated gingers he was like he like um, oh, yeah. ginger yeah or he was like a, a ginger i forget what it was Yeah, yeah yeah but, he uh, was a ginger and, and yeah years years later i think he put he was like he did like ask me anything on reddit and he was like he was kind of like a, bummed about it like the whole thing of like like the, the five minute fame the, the, didn't really get any money from it and like even though it created all those the, the tens of millions of views all that all that kind of stuff like, so it can really help the people that like suffer from like they create something really viral they get some, some of the attention a lot, of it's, negative, a lot of it's positive but can really offset their whatever sort of instant fame they're not really ready for with a lot of instant money they're not ready for like a lot of instant you know sort of matching up instant fame with the actual instant money they deserve through okay. all the through all through all that sort uh, of instant fame that sort of may, may or may not help their mental health so it can definitely generate an offset and create value for those people that are sort of taken aback by how viral things went and sort of having a how what sort of that's way things that went so it's really helped all kinds of creators and or just people in general
1: yeah that meme yeah i'm a ginger oh yeah i remember that video yeah. and but yeah but the thing is is it's south park ended up spoofing that in one of their episodes so there was like real yeah, exactly. value in that um
0: oh yeah but yeah and, yeah, and, and if- yeah, and the NFT has allowed that person, sort of that that cater that that family that that now grown adult, to actually earn the money from it instead of South Park, instead of the, the, sort of the cultural norm, sort of the cultural society that takes sort of all the, the value and generation from it. you can actually take it back. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah. I, and I just want to brief here for for a little bit. I know we've, we did our uh, podcast about humanity capital investing. Uh, I still am very passionate about investing in people. We, we, and we talked about it through sort of like an income sharing agreement where you would um, invest, let's say $10,000 or $50,000 in someone and then over time, they would sort of pay back with their, their generated income over, over the years. Uh, what, what's really exciting about me to NFTs is, is, to me, NFTs also are, are an investment in people. They are essentially an investment in people because if I buy Tommy, Tommy, Tommy's podcast, First NFT, of your, your creation for $100, and then like you, a year later, you are at 100, I mean, well, on this track, you're gonna be at 100,000 followers, 200,000 followers, 500,000 followers or subscribers, and you are, you get to the level of famous Joe Rogan, I'm gonna be able to sell that NFT, that the first one for like, <coughs> of thousands of dollars and it's all because i invested in you right now and provided you some some, some cash or capital that you're able to use a, a marketing or different sort of uh, podcasting equipment or just to get, get your word out there so it's really uh, Really, the value of it when you when you collect from from somebody is you even all these up and coming artists you you just you know buy these NFTs sort of as collectibles from your favorite artists and then as they become more famous as, as you know they will be and, and successful your your NFTs also become more successful and higher value so it truly is an investment in people it's, it's as well it's really a really a great mechanism.
1: Yeah, it's and you know, I'm just thinking about what you said. My mind's still kind of stuck on the 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 meme, the ginger meme, is um, is yeah. There's real value because I'm pretty sure Bad Luck Brian, like you remember that meme, that was like I think we were in college. It's the guy in like the argyle like sweater vest with braces. It was one of the original memes, like image oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: really good. yeah,
1: Bad Luck Brian. He sold that as an NFT. And, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So it's like
0: it's really real money from it
1: yeah that's what I mean you know or like a you know Charlie at the dentist or you know you bit my finger Charlie you know like
0: yeah exactly
1: there are real meat there are real values from that to where the person who did the thing in the real world you know it's kind of like you know it's kind of like the the you know historical or the stereotype or archetype whatever you want to call it but the idea of like kind of the evil record company That signs the up-and-coming artist out of the ghetto, and you know he made it. And then years down the road, let's say he's as popular as a Fifty Cent or a Lil Wayne. But the reality is, is he only got twenty percent of all revenue. And it's like, man, these big companies are kind of poaching on these guys. And then something comes along to where like you don't need a middleman. You can just upload to your YouTube or you can go up on Spotify. Yeah,
0: so so Kanye West has wrote wrote. Wrote so much literature about this on uh, September, uh, September, October of 2020. You want to write about how contracts are just the worst, as far as record labels. We get these guys that are are not well educated they're really talented artists uh, either in the hood coming up and uh, didn't have access sort of due to, to systemic racism or different stuff and they get into these contracts with these record labels that t- you know they they act as the the, the middlemen, but they take the lion's share of the of the profits i mean kanye's whole song new slaves is, is about this is that when you enter into a contract with these record labels you're enslaving yourself to them and you're choosing to enslave yourself to them i mean kanye was a huge inspiration to me and sort of like doing nfts instead of going to middlemen to take care of everything for you and take the lion's share your profits is breaking the chains and um it truly is a way to um sort of take back your ownership of your rights um and it's um it's it's, it's it, you can choose to actually not be let the, all these pl- platforms um Take all this ownership and I, i, I make it in saying this, like when, he, when kanye was saying that that's what he was saying like at this point <laughs> enslaving yourself to those con is a choice like you cannot sign those contracts you can sell your nfts as, as an artist you can own what you work you can earn, earn royalties you can actually empower yourself um and that's that's the choice you can make as an artist and it's uh it can really empower you in in, in tons of different ways um uh, yeah, Kanye has rapped about this. I mean, even since his, his beginning albums, if um, "All Falls Down" when he talks talks about um, Jordans and uh, Jordans and like Jordans and um, Bentleys and sort of talks about how the white men get paid off of all of that, sort of the white men really get paid off of all of that, and you're you're really doing the work. So even from his first album of "All Falls Down," he, all the way through Yeezus and New Slaves" and beyond, he has talked about how you know we can actually. Uh, Unshackle ourselves from the middleman, from the people that take the lines of profits and do no, essentially no work or no creative work at all. Um, he actually put out something, uh, just a tweet that I have saved. Probably will turn into an NFT myself, waiting for him to do do so. But I can also just do it as, as a fans. That just says artists are founders. Mm-hmm. Artists are founders. They are founders. They are they are um, the creators. They are the owners of their <coughs> of their work. Um, and so it truly is a is a sort of really a revolutionary um it really and that's why i say nfts change everything it's a revolutionary product that allows artists to empower themselves uh de themselves from the, from the middleman to take the lion's share of the profits and just be incredibly successful and, and generate the value they, they actually earn the value they actually generate society
1: jack your your intellect never ceases to to amaze me and i'm not kissing your ass i i came into this with kind of a I had only ever heard of NFTs through Tim Dillon a couple of weeks ago and I kind of came out of there. I was like, Oh, these things are just, it's bullshit. But in 50 minutes on the nose it, yeah. in 49 minutes and 32 seconds, you have actually, you've actually convinced me that these actually have value. Yeah, no, there's a legitimate thing. You're taking out the middleman, right? It's you're actually, you don't need, yeah. you don't need to pay off someone that had nothing to do with, with your hard work, your success, your ingenuity, your, Yeah. Holy shit.
0: And I'll, I know we're wrapping up, but I just want to add this last part of like when 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 Kanye was sort of went crazy on TMZ, uh, and if you you watch the whole video, he's also just talking about he, he people like he, the headlines were captured of him saying slavery was a choice like 400 years ago. Mm-hmm. That so he actually never said the word was. He said at this, it's been 400 years. At this point, slavery is a choice, and we have a choice as artists to be able to actually unshackle you know, ourselves from YouTube, from Reddit. From Facebook taking all these profits, generate NRTs ourselves, be, become our, our own masters, and just earn royalties and create the or create the value. Um, and so, at this point, um, is a choice, and it's a choice that our, a lot of artists are making to generate the generate wealth from the sub generate generational wealth for themselves, not not by the CEOs, these big trust fund babies that get went for, for from these big. The corporations ever from, since, since Rockefeller. Rockefeller days, um, the new generation of wealth would be incredible artists that actually creating generational wealth for their families through their the value that they create through work.
1: That's incredible, yeah. And even that, I mean, I never knew that that was the real Kanye. I always thought it was slavery was a choice. And I, I thought Kanye, I'm like, that's just...
0: He said 400 years. It's been 400 years and we still in it at this point slavery is rejoiced and, and then he was talk about new slaves in 2016 talks about how we we were enslaving ourselves to these corporations to these middlemen that are taking or putting they caught They're the lawyers are like they throw on contracts to us you know can't read like all this like you know you know we can't read you know we can't like do all this like we, we don't know we, we're not lawyers we're not, we're artists yeah. like why why would in order to trick us and and enslave us and so that's sort of what he's been referencing his entire career even from the beginning it all falls down when he said a white man gets paid off of all of that of all of our creations like that's um, sort of yeah and it's it's a um, it's a real revolution happening in our culture and in 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 NFTs and it's been a long time coming but we finally have a technology that allows us to jackal us and and to uh, to do to earn the earn, earn the value and become Become our own masters and, and create wealth for, for generational wealth for our families.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's fucking incredible. I love it. It's. I was gonna say yeah. The 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 not understanding the contracts. Yeah, right. That's like um, that's like uh, that's like us buying Manhattan from the Indians for like a couple or from whoever it was like some whatever like wampum shells. Yeah, let me
0: get yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Taking advantage of people. And it's like, no, you, instead of taking advantage of artists, the artists can actually take advantage of the fact that they are their work is valuable. Jesus.
1: Jack, your intellect is astounding, and I, I, I'm i sorry I coughed so much this episode. I feel like shit. Um, what are, in the final couple minutes, where can everybody – I always put the links in the description anyway, but where can everybody found, find you, and what's on the immediate horizon for you?
0: Sure. you can just find me at twitter.com slash jack mcdermott1 um immediate horizon for me is uh, booking more comics to create comedy nfts working with uh mark norman and two uh, or three other maybe, uh, really famous ones right now that want to just be, be kept name, names kept, be kept private generating going to more shows actually i just got the, the show judah friedlander from 30 rock um, he had a bunch of other comments that I, I, I talked to Judah, he was doing crowd and I told him about NFTs and he was really, really psyched about it. And a few other people that were psyched, um, and, um, yeah, just generating more value for these communities that, that they've been putting in for so many years that are, that really are, uh, are, uh, it's valuable for people.
1: Fuck yeah, Jack. Jack, as always, I love you, brother. Thanks for coming on here, man. And, um, don't be a stranger. Let's do another one. Absolutely. All right, my man. Take care, Jack. God bless and thank you. you. Know. Thank you for the great conversation. That was legitimately a good conversation. Thank you.
0: That's great. I love, love love coming over.
1: Fuck yeah, man. All right, Jack. Take care, buddy. Have a good one. You too. Bye.